Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Or number two of our broadcast, I set the table for you in the last hour of the spectacle that will unfold this week. And folks, make no mistake about it, this will be a spectacle. We told you who's going to be behind this production. James Goldston, former president of ABC News, master documentary storyteller. He is shaping a massive trove. The hearing will be a mix of live witnesses and pre-produced video. The committee has gained access to official White House photographs from January 6, 2021 that have never been seen publicly. Only a fraction of the surveillance footage from inside the Capitol, all kinds of angles were captured, has been shown. Many of the committee's depositions were videotaped. We will see clips. An aide says the select committee to investigate the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol has conducted more than 1,000 depositions and interviews with more scheduled, received 140,000 documents, and is following up on 472 tips received through the committee's online tip line. The hearing, the first of a series by the committee, most will be during daytime, has the makings of a national event. At least two of the broadcast networks will interrupt evening programming for live coverage, anchored by ABC's David Muir and CBS's Nora O'Donnell. NBC will announce their plan soon. <laughs> Isn't this crazy? Primetime coverage, ladies and gentlemen. Can I just tell you what this is? Not only is this propaganda, this is one big commercial. That's what it is. It's a commercial for the Democrat Party. This is a freebie. And the networks ought to charge advertising time to the DNC. Republicans will argue that the January 6th committee, which consists of seven Democrats plus Republicans Liz Cheney of Wyoming and Adam Kensinger of Illinois, is just out to get former President Donald Trump. As part of a Republican counter-programming blitz, key members of Congress are already booked for cable interviews after the hearing. How many of you are going to watch this spectacle? And it will be a spectacle. I guarantee that. This is how these folks work. And the whole idea is to score more political points. Yes, it's to continue the takedown of Donald Trump and hope that he stays down. But it goes broader. They want to paint the Republican Party. 
as the party of January 6th. That's what this is about. Because they have nothing to run on. A little bit later on, I, in fact, there's a story I'm going to share that's just absolutely, it's absolutely laughable. It deals with distraction. Because that's what this administration is good at. Distracting you away from what really matters and the job they should be doing. Which is resolving our inflation problem. Resolving our high gas prices. Can you identify a single thing anybody has done to address either of these issues? Nothing. But they sure are busy working on this spectacle. And you will see it all unfold on Thursday. (laughs) My goodness. We cannot... Dismiss the COVID threat. It is apparently back with us. Mecklenburg County Public Health announcing the community has risen back to a moderate level of COVID-19 spread. The health department reporting they used the COVID-19 community level tool to help people decide what prevention steps to take based on the latest COVID-19 data in their community. A week ago, Mecklenburg County was sitting at low spread, which is green. Now the county is highlighted in yellow to designate medium transmission. There are some safety measures the health department suggests the residents follow. First, to stay up on vaccines and boosters and get tested if you have symptoms. Those who are at high risk for severe illness should talk to their health care provider about whether they need to wear a mask and take other precautions. The health department warns people with underlying conditions like asthma, COPD, high blood pressure, and heart disease, anyone with a weakened immune system should be more cautious now. Health officials also warning, if you've already had COVID once, you're still at risk of getting sick. Historically, It doesn't give you lasting immunity. This is the reason medical experts say with the common cold coronaviruses, we often get infected maybe a couple of times a year. So just want to give you a heads up, those of you in Mecklenburg County, and I would dare say, really, if you're within the sound of my voice, especially in the larger cities, Mecklenburg County, Greenville, Greenville County, Spartanburg. I would suspect that those areas are of greater concern as opposed to those outlying areas outside of the cities. So that's a heads up. It's not a reason for panic or alarm. It's just a recognition that we are seeing a rise in cases. I think CBS had this story. It's really interesting. Why boosted Americans seem to be getting more COVID-19 infections? You know, I know there are people, it's funny because people text me all the time. They don't call in because they can't argue their point very well. But it is interesting. I, I'm a person who believes in putting all the facts out there. And I've told you I reject false binary choices on the one end of the spectrum 
the argument that this whole thing is just fake. On the other end of the spectrum, that you ought to believe everything that these Washington politicians and bureaucrats tell you. And that you ought to be in a panic. Here's what's going on. COVID-19 cases accelerating again this spring. Federal data suggests the rate of breakthrough COVID infections in April. Now, I want to explain to you again what a breakthrough infection it is. It's somebody who's vaccinated. Breakthrough infections in April, the rate worse in boosted Americans compared to unboosted Americans. Did you hear that? The rates of deaths and hospitalizations remain the lowest among the boosted. The new data do not mean booster increasing the risk. Ongoing studies continue to provide strong evidence of additional protection offered by booster shots against infection, severe disease, and even death. Instead, the shift underscores the growing complexity of measuring vaccine effectiveness at this stage of the pandemic. It comes as officials are weighing key decisions on booster shots and pandemic surveillance, including whether to continue using the crude case rates at all. Folks, this is what I've been telling you all along. You know, we have some short-term information that's been derived from studies, and it's nice to have. But long-term, we're all test-flying, and we need to understand that. So there's no room for dogma here. We'll talk more about this coming up. Stay with us. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. on the broadcast and uh, we have a caller here apparently has watched the movie that I watched this weekend David is on the line good morning David and welcome good morning how are you all right sir uh, I was calling uh, I did watch that so just so happened we watched it last night uh, I'm trying to see if you can hear me very well I've got you you're fine okay uh, you mentioned two of the things the, the one that's the redneck racist was Bit over the time, but one of the other things I think you had missed on, uh, she had sex with rap, but it was the old white guy. Uh, <laughs> and I guess what made that jump out at me is in watching that and then with work and over the last two years, 
I've had a lot of people surprisingly tell me that the problem with our country is me. I'm the old white guy. I mean, they, they use those exact terms. You're the old white guy. You're the problem. <laughs> this, this is so, uh, it's, it's almost childish, isn't it, David? How simplistic uh, I mean, it, these themes are. I mean, it's, it's sort of blown away. I mean, it, you know, I, we did the name calling thing as a kid. Uh, I just never dreamed I would be called the old white guy. It's, and it's your, your fault. I hear you, David. Uh, and I, uh, my, my heart goes out to you that uh, this has become acceptable uh, discourse for a lot of people. Yeah. You know? Something that you had a call a while back, and I guess it made me laugh, sadly made me laugh. Uh, there was a guy that said he had heard you talking and you, you was talking about you being a black guy, and the guy questioned this. He had to look it up on the radio or up on the Internet because he said he had been listening to you for a year, and he didn't know that. <laughs> I do love you remember that. that yes, yes, I do remember that. Yes. And it's like, it's, well, I can't believe that he's a black guy. And, you know, so... <laughs> When you have the people going, we, you know, they're giving you a hard time. Like they, they must not know that he's a black guy, and it, it's amazing. I, I'm seeing more African American. I, I don't want to be offensive with that, however, but it's more they're going. You know, I don't feel that way. You know that of people want to be Americans. They don't want to you know, add add a, a hyphen or anything like that. It's Americans, and it it was yeah. pretty pretty discouraging in a movie that that they use all that to go. They have such a hatred for, for the United States. Yep, I, I hear you, David. Uh, very much appreciate your call and, and your observation. You added another piece to the equation. Uh, do call again sometime in reference to this particular movie, referring to Interceptor. Uh, uh, and, and you know what's amazing is, see, again, this is why I've said to you folks, we, we it's very important we first look at ourselves because so often... It's the last place we look. We're looking outwardly and finding fault with everybody else. And we're not looking within and saying, you know what? Is is this actually hatred? The things that I'm saying and believing. On this January 6th nonsense, Vince, only the crayon-eating, Kool-Aid-drinking liberals on the left will watch this nonsense and believe it. <laughs> no horse and pony show for me. Okay. Also, I want to know where the primetime special coverage of the Ghislaine Maxwell trial or the Michael Sussman trial is. Or coverage of the World Economic Forum's platform, for that matter. Yeah, don't hold your breath. What amazes me, the left still hung up on Trump, even though he's not in office. Even toddlers move along with to the next faster. <laughs> so if the January 6th knuckleheads... Wasn't from the Republican Party, I guess. There were skinheads, rednecks, and KKK members. I really don't care. The point is, there's nothing Congress needs to do about this. Nothing. Zero. Let law enforcement take care. If crimes were committed, let law enforcement take care of it. Period. You're right. The results of the January 6th committee will be nothing short of propaganda, steering us to believe a desired result as opposed to the truth, which is... This was an FBI false flag operation orchestrated for political purposes. This committee, just an extension of that, just to get as much mileage out of this as possible. Interesting perspective.
On the subject of vaccines, why people who have been vaccinated seem to be getting sick and having these breakthrough infections. This texture says vaccine evasion. It's a characteristic of Omicron variants. Talk about distractions. Isn't that what the current talk show wing of the Republican Party is doing? The January 6th committee role isn't supposed to be discussing inflation, gas prices, or anything else. We were told it's the Republicans that are about law and order. Well, when it comes to looking at your own party and supporters, well, that's different. No, that's not true. I've said repeatedly. Did, did you not hear what I said just a few minutes ago? If someone committed a crime, prosecute that person. Period. It's really that simple. This is not about prosecution. This is about a show. Dude, that's sad. You're laughing that someone is confused if you are a black guy or not, and that you laugh when the guy equates black people with hating America. What? What are you talking about? Please clean out your ears. I don't believe he said anything about black people and hating in America. And yes, I do find it amusing. You know, isn't it great that we're at a place where I think it's great that somebody cannot necessarily identify? I mean, am I supposed to quote sound black? Is that what you're saying here? And you think that's a bad thing, that I don't quote sound black. I'm just curious as to what your position is. We mentioned what's going on with the new infections, and the infection rate seems to be going up in Mecklenburg County, at least, and other parts of the country. In the meantime, U.S. Airlines stepping up their efforts to get the Biden administration to end COVID-19 pre-departure testing requirements for international air travel. By the way, I had a friend the other day, she told me, she and her friend went to Costa Rica, I believe it was. Got COVID while there, got stuck, couldn't come back. American Airlines Chief Executive Robert Isom saying the testing requirements are nonsensical and they're depressing leisure and business travel. Ah, uh, yeah, that'll do it. Airlines say many Americans are not traveling internationally because of concerns they will test positive and be stranded abroad. What did I just describe? By the way, my friends were asymptomatic. They tested positive. I don't think they were sick at all. International air travel down 14% from pre-pandemic levels. Robert Isom from American Airlines met in Washington with politicians to discuss this issue, said 75% of countries Americans serves do not have testing requirements. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention requires travelers to test negative within one day before flights back to the United States. Isom saying we're frustrated. This is something that's damaging not only U.S. travel, just doesn't make sense. And by the way, did you know this? Testing rules don't apply to people crossing U.S. land borders. The Boston Red Sox baseball team in April flew to Toronto to play the Blue Jays. They rode a bus home to avoid the testing requirements. This is so stupid. This is what you get from big government, ladies and gentlemen. Stay with us.
Over on the text line, Vince, could you please try and sound black for a second? I think that would be hilarious. What does that even mean anyway? Um, exactly. On this travel and vaccination business, and not vaccinations, but actually testing, friend of ours from Hawaii, vaxxed to the hilt, traveled outside of the country. All the crew was vaxxed and had negative tests, turned out positive upon arrival to New York City, severely ill and quarantined for 10 days, given the new medication, oxygen, and thermometer, my intelligent, well, let's see, educated friends just admit it. It's only a shot. But wait, weren't we told the vaccine, and I use this term lightly, will lessen the symptoms? Didn't seem to in this case. Wow. There are stories like this. Another texter, a detractor. No, it's not about sounding black. When I listen to black conservatives like yourself, you guys tend to talk very negatively about the black population as a whole that don't vote Republican. I used to be told Rush was a racist talk show. When I listened to him, I didn't get that from him. But when I listen to you, you appear to hate being black and anything other black folks do unless they're Republican. That's why I guess white guys can tell that you are black. <laughs> what in the world? <laughs> this is the most convoluted text. Seriously. Not today, but another day. Call me. Let's have a conversation about your very interesting views. Vince, I visited the Dominican Republican May. Had to have a negative test to come back. I can tell you this is an absolute, absolute scam, $35 a person. We had 13 people. Boy, they made a fortune off you guys. Resorts have zero desire to keep tourists who test positive, so their testing is a joke. Time to move on from COVID. Yes, it is. This person saying, that was supremacy on January 6th. It's no joke. The GOP is the party of fascism. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you don't get as great an immunity from the vaccine as you do natural immunity from having had COVID. And lastly, at some point, almost everyone will have it and have some type of immunity protection, meaning it isn't the big deal it was from two years ago. Yet for some, there still seems to be some amount of hysteria, implying that propaganda still works. Yeah. Then some people say the same about me for sounding black. You're educated like myself, and some cannot stand that. That's a problem for some people. Quite unfortunate. I'm debating... Uh, uh, well, let me, let me just go into this, because I do think this is important. Okay, uh, and we're going to talk more about this gun issue tomorrow. But I want you to know, we have now entered a period where the phrase mass shootings is going to be overused. I'm just warning you. This isn't just the crazed person that goes in and starts shooting people indiscriminately. They're going to use any shooting where more than one person was shot. They're going to start calling it a mass shooting. And they're going to start calling this an epidemic. Folks, this is where we are. And it serves a number of purposes. For the mainstream news media, it gives them a theme that people will 
tap into. And they'll see the need to continue to hear stories about the latest mass shooting. For the Democrats, it will increase the desire for gun control, which is what they're pushing for. We've got to stop this somehow. I I saw, in fact, I just unfollowed somebody who posted something about, um, what was a post about? A moment of silence. You know, it's it's not time for a moment of silence. It's time for a moment of rage or something like that. This is where people are. They're at the point now. We've got to quote do something. That that is, I think. And let me just tell you, that's one of the most dangerous phrases in America right now. We need to do something. Now, if you think I'm a person who doesn't do anything then you don't know me very well. I want to make very clear, we need to do the right thing. There's a difference between doing the right thing and doing something. And there are a lot of people who want to put pressure on politicians to do something just to make them feel better that something has been done, even though it's not going to change the most significant thing. CBS News has this story, 13 killed dozens wounded in weekend mass shootings across the U.S., Two dozen wounded, multiple mass shootings across the U.S. As lawmakers struggle to respond to the country's long-running epidemic of gun violence. There it is, folks. Shootings come after a spate of mass killings that have sparked renewed calls for reform in the nation's gun laws. Interruption of violence in Chattanooga, Tennessee Sunday. Fourteen people shot, including two killed. While another person died, two more injured after they were struck by vehicles fleeing the scene. Several victims remained in critical condition. That pre-dawn incident occurred near a nightclub in Philadelphia Saturday. Two men and a woman killed. Multiple people fired on a crowd at a popular South Street nightlife area. One of the victims got into a fight with another man, which could have been the cause of the shooting. The two others were innocent bystanders. The police commissioner calling this a dark day for Philadelphia, I'm sure. I'm sure. What are the root causes of this, folks? It's in the human heart. In the human heart. And until we have that conversation and figure out how to address this, how to address conflicts, like this one, supposedly a fight between two people, how about teaching conflict resolution and offering this to the people most likely to have this kind of deadly conflict? But nobody cares about that. It's not sexy enough, is it? Stay with us. Final stretch of the Vince Coakley radio program on this Monday. Start another broadcast week. How are you doing today, Bernie? Oh, doing great, sir. How was your weekend? It's pretty good, actually. Awesome. Uh, not bad at all. Aside from the fact that I almost got beat by a drunk friend at pool last night. But you came out I on was top. One, I was one shot away, and if he did not scratch, you know, by putting the eight ball in, if he did not hit the... Uh, actually, he scratched in an attempt to get the eight ball. Mm. If he didn't do that, 
I uh, might have lost that game. Isn't that crazy? You got to hate when that happens when you scratch the eight ball <laughs> on the eight ball. It's terrible. I know. It's <laughs> right. And I, I can't believe I just acknowledged how horrible I am at playing pool. <laughs> Any case, here we are. Six questions for you as we take a look at the day in history, beginning in 1833. Uh, this president, Andrew Jackson, was the very first to ride this particular vehicle. It was a popular vehicle to ride at the time mm. to get around from one place to the other, uh, especially on long trips. Uh, what was it? A vehicle. What? Wouldn't be. Yeah. A, how would you? Tr wouldn't be a train, would it? <laughs> I'm going to give that one to you. In fact, this was the Iron Horse. Ah, okay. A train on the B&O line. Awesome. So that must have been pretty cool. Yeah. 1932, the Revenue Act created the very first tax of this kind. And it uh, it's something that's still biting us in the rear end now every time we fill up. Uh, the gas what tax? kind of tax is it? The gas tax. Right. 1933. There are very few of these left now. But Camden, New Jersey was the site of the first place to watch theatrical events. What was this that opened up in 1933? Uh, what did you watch? A theater? What kind? A uh, movie theater? What kind? Oh, um... Ah, I don't They're, know. I it's... told you they're barely in existence now. Oh, um, that's your big hint. Mm. <laughs> oh no! It's drive-in theater. Drive-ins, duh. That makes sense. Yeah. How old are you again? <laughs> I'm thirty. Minutes. Okay. <laughs> you probably have never even seen a drive-in. I've never theater. been to a drive-in, but I know what they are. I should, you know, I should have. But that. seriously, they are like relics, pretty yeah. much. We started off talking about this at the beginning of the show. This is known as this particular day. 18,000 U.S. and British troops storm Omaha Beach, Utah Beach. The Brits and Canadian troops swarmed gold, Juno, and sword beaches. What is this day called? That would be D-Day. D-Day is absolutely correct. 1971, it was a really good show. In fact, on the very last one, we had Gladys Knight and the Pips as the musical guests. I think they're also known, this particular show, this guy hosted, uh, I think a very famous group called The Beatles made an appearance on his show. Would this be Johnny Carson? No, oh. it would be a predecessor to him, Ed Sullivan. Ed you Sullivan. heard of him? The Ed Sullivan show. I have, yes. And 1998. This is a show that was kind of, I guess you can say, groundbreaking in its time. Debuted on HBO, and it has to do with everybody's favorite subject. And let's see. I can't give you any other hints mm. here. Mm -mm. Mm. But it's uh, still around, still kind of a cult favorite. And let me see if I can find some hints for you. It aired from 1998 to 2004. Mm. And let's see. I'm trying to think of some of the stars in this. Sarah Jessica Parker, Kim Cantrell. Oh, would this be Sex in the City? Davis, you are absolutely correct. Yeah, when you said Sarah Jessica Parker, that 
That gave that, me the clue. I knew if I yeah. mentioned actual actresses in this, you would probably guess. Oh, yeah. Have you already seen Top Gun? I have not. It's something I need to see. I've heard great things about it. What is wrong with you? <laughs> it's actually the same thing that's wrong with me because I haven't seen it yet either. <laughs> Maybe I'll deal with that today or tomorrow. But uh, this movie is doing incredibly. Soaring at the domestic box office, another $86 million over a second weekend. $86 million. Um, continuing its record-breaking run since it started May 27th. So far, in the 10 days the film has been in theaters, Maverick has grossed over $291 million at the domestic box office, $257 million internationally. For a global total of $548.6 million. Wow. Isn't that amazing? That's incredible. <laughs> that is a lot of money. The newest stats come after the action flick earned an estimated $124 million in its first three days, becoming Cruz's biggest opening weekend yet. It was the movie star's first film to debut to more than $100 million. For Cruz, who also headlines the Mission Impossible franchise, his highest opening weekend prior to Maverick was War of the Worlds. That took in $64 million upon its debut back in 2005. So it's uh, pretty amazing what has happened here. So uh, you, like myself, need to check this out in the next few days. And we can compare notes, right? Yeah, of course. I'd love to do that. Um, uh, by the way... Last week at the Cannes Film Festival, Cruz revealed why he never considered a streaming release for Maverick, despite delays due to the COVID-19 pandemic. He said, this was never going to happen. Never going to happen. He said, I make movies for the big screen. Well, excuse us, Mr. Cruz. <laughs> That's all the time we have. Thanks for joining us, and have yourselves a great day. God bless you. Take care. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.